Welcome, everyone, to Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast that is a dyad in the Force. I'm Joey, and with me is Royce. Hello, podcast. Robin. Hello. And Lorelai. Hello. Lorelai's back. We're resurrecting her for this podcast and this podcast only. She's been dead Yay! before. <laughs> yeah. She has been every voice in this podcast. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be so much of that. Anyway, we're Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast that talks about all kinds of nerdy and pop culture things, but it's mostly Star Wars one last time. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Krypton Alderaan or at Krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com. This week, we're going to talk about, very briefly, The Mandalorian, the final two episodes of The Mandalorian, seven and eight. And then we're going to get into the rise of Skywalker. So spoilers abound, spoilers ahead. Also, hello everyone out there, we're back. It's been a while since we've recorded. Happy holidays, happy new year. Hope everything's going well. Let's all have a drink. Woo! So what I've been into in the past couple of weeks since we've recorded is I've been listening to the audiobook of Thrawn, which is... Star. This is Star Wars, but you guys, you guys know Thrawn. He's <laughs> yeah. blue, red eyes. Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, Thrawn. It's very good. It's very interesting character. It's very imperial book. But I think mostly I wanted to bring it up because it's good, but also because in the book when Thrawn meets Emperor Palpatine, Thrawn is from a race of aliens that's from the unknown regions, and so the Emperor is very interested in Thrawn because he wants to know more about the Unknown Regions, mm. which I think we're going to talk totally. about more later in this podcast. So it's very connected. Uh, anyway, I'm not all the way through it yet, so I'm not sure if it will be more connected to The Rise of Skywalker, if it's more connected than I currently understand it to be, because I'm not finished. But anyway, it's very good. Uh, so the tally is Ahsoka and halfway through Thrawn. So, so I'm on the canon bandwagon. That's it. What do you got, Royce? Woo! Uh, so A Quiet Place 2, part two trailer came out the other day, mm -hmm. and I'm wicked excited for that. And it's just a trailer, but it looks really good. It's a prequel and also sequel in one. Wow. Like in the trailer, they show a flashback before the other movie, and then they also show new stuff afterwards. And you're like, what? I'm really excited for that. That's what I'm into this week. I'm waiting for another movie to come out to cleanse my palate after all this damn Star Wars. Oh, also, I saw The Irishman on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar? Yes. Gangster film uh, about Jimmy Hoffa based on the book, uh, I Heard You Paint Houses, which I guess is gangster for I Hear You, you Murder people hmm. yeah that was a good three to four hours spent on the couch <laughs> it's kind of slow but yeah, it's uh i heard that it is slow martin scorsese and uh al pacino yeah robert de niro all your classic gangster people i really like gangster movies robin does not but she let me watch it the whole thing it wasn't horrible but i did give up she missed right before the bed. most pivotal scene <laughs> of the movie so spoiler alert jimmy hoffa like disappears in uh -huh. real life right yep and they don't know what happened to him but it's like rumored that maybe this one guy put a hit on him and robin like leaves the room for like the one minute of the movie that you want to see where they actually show what may have happened to jimmy hoffa and she's like oh what happened did they shoot him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Good. But if you're looking for a long haul, I would recommend it. Mm -hmm. But slow. Very, like, very long haul. Yeah. You got to re really you gotta want it. You got to want it. <laughs> 
And that's what I've been into. Great. All right. What do you got, Robin? Uh, This week or three weeks, I've been into Trover Saves the Universe, (laughs) which is basically Rick and Morty in a video game with different skins on them. But it's interesting. I want to say fairly vulgar, would you say? It's the most entertaining (laughs) dialogue. The, The whole video game's dialogue. It's just like them talking. But all the bad guys sound exactly the same. They all have the same voice Um, because all the bad guys are clones of the big bad guy. So they all have the exact same voice and they say great things like, oh, I'm a bad guy. I'm going to murder you now. Fuck you. I'm going to murder you. It's a very meta video game. It knows it's a video game. I already beat it, but I would play it again. It's very awesome. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. When you fail levels, it's like, ah, what do you, you don't play a lot of platformers? Uh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you try again, pro gamer? Yeah. It's great. It's funny. We'll lend it to you. All right. For something else that you're into, should you open that on air? Also, happy pre birthday. (laughs) Should I open it? Yeah. This week, I'm into my birthday. Yay. (laughs) Open the present into the microphone. Um, Royce. (laughs) Tell us what you've won. A giant Lego Porg, and I am very excited. (laughs) This is fucking awesome. Thank you guys. You got it. You're welcome. (laughs) This is super cool. Is it life size? I think that's uh, to scale, yeah. All right, what do you got? Lorelai into this week. She is. This week, this month. Right. It's been a while. Um... One thing I've been into is I've been reading a book, or I finished the book, called Running with Sherman. Sherman is a down-on-his-luck donkey, and it's adorable. It's by it's the guy. It's a true story. It's a true story. The guy who wrote Born to Run, yeah, he like moves to Amish country and adopts a abused donkey and teaches it how to run donkey races, which is apparently a thing, and it's very adorable, and I recommend it. Oh, it's running donkey races? Yeah. I thought it, I thought they had trained the donkey to horse race. No, no, no. You run with the donkey. You have like a lead rope attached to humans the donkey. Humans and donkeys And the human and the donkey run together. Wow. Up the mountains, down the mountains. It's adorable. Wow. I recommend it. All right. On to the That's next thing. That's what we've thing. been into. <laughs> yeah. So to start... Let's talk about The Mandalorian. Let's do like a broad overview of what we liked. What we haven't touched in the on, in the podcast yet are uh, chapter seven, The Reckoning, and chapter eight, Redemption. Mm. So chapter seven, directed again by Deborah Chow and written by John Favreau. And chapter eight, directed by Taika Waititi and written by John Favreau. There you have it. Thoughts. Uh, so he did a massacre just like yeah. Eddie would. I think it was great and they finally pulled together all the things we've been complaining about. Yeah. It makes me feel bad. Jeremy Joms had a really good review of The Mandalorian season where he was like, I was reviewing it episode by episode, kind of like we were. Right. And then he was complaining that every episode's its own little side tale. Right. And people were like, yeah, that's the way the show is. Yeah. But they finally put the whole crew together and make it the show that people wanted it to be. Like, bring the original story to a close. Uh So, uh, let's see. Chapter 7, The Reckoning. They make their way, he amasses his crew, which is comprised of every character that we've met so far that he's been friendly (laughs) with. And they make their way back to the planet that they were on first when he was a bounty hunter. And we get reintroduced to the client and then Moff Gideon. So, at the end of 
Chapter 7. Stormtroopers on the bikes end up killing Queel and taking Baby Yoda and are on their way to bring Baby Yoda to Moff Gideon. Right. He's outside with a bunch of stormtroopers with all the main characters pinned down. Right, pinned down in the cantina or whatever it is. You had said that... He was on Conan or something, and he wouldn't give anything away yeah. about when he was making an appearance and yeah. whether or not he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's clearly a bad guy. Well, I think by the—so my point that I'm, I guess, trying to get to clumsily is that I think by the end of the seventh episode, it's like, okay, he's a bad guy. But at the end of the eighth episode, I was not convinced he was a bad guy. So should we just— Now you're going too fast! <laughs> But that's yeah, no, what I mean. Spill so. all. Let's just talk about them both. It's the same story. Okay, let's they, they, just talk about them That was like a two-part episode. Yeah. Where they, they culminated everything that was building, but right. they chopped it up with a cliffhanger at the end when they finally got Yoda. So I will say, overall, this series was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved, like, every minute of it. Not as much that Tatooine episode, but these last two episodes were really great. Yeah, put a right. nice period at the end of the yeah. whole thing. It was very, it was very good. And so... Moff Gideon just wants Baby Yoda for something. We don't know what. But at the end of the seventh episode, he's like, it means more to me than you know or something like that. He's very curious. But anyway, what did you guys think? How did you like overall the the show? Overall, I was pleasantly surprised by the show because I definitely thought it was going to blow. But (laughs) it it ended up being awesome, probably mostly just because of Baby Yoda. Yeah. But I liked it a lot. And the last episode in particular was my favorite. I thought it had a lot of really great, mostly Baby Yoda-centered moments. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. So what I realized at the end of the show was that we're we're being trapped in in thinking it's that like everyone is considering it the Baby Yoda show. Yeah. When it's not, it's the Mandalorian. I mean, Dude, that's n- come that's on though. The the, what they set up now. But okay, that's he's got to find Baby Yoda's home. Right. So that's season two is going to be them on a bunch of wacky, crazy and adventures. And that's awesome. To find. I love that. And also these guys like Favreau and his team now, his team of directors get to do the thing that no one who's made a movie has been allowed to do, which is incredible. Well, like they have and a for TV the first show. live action Star Wars that like it's a hit. Yeah. It's but not they're like, allowed oh, to touch on Yoda species, which no one has been allowed to do up until I mean, obviously up until this point. I wonder what George Lucas thinks because he didn't want Yoda's thing. Oh, to George be Lucas hates everything. Well I, I wonder though. <laughs> what did Lorelai think of the yeah, season finale and series as a whole so far? I thought it was great. And I mean, Baby Yoda's obviously adorable, but I think the story is compelling outside of that. The Mandalorian story is really interesting. Um, I'm curious if it means now that is he like the last one? They made it seem like the other Mandalorians are, are dead. Are, yeah. Except for the armorist. Yeah. Who might also be dead very soon. I don't know. So, yeah, that was a little I odd. I think she'll survive. Yeah. But also I think there's sex of Mandalorians across right. the they weren't just all hiding in that one. Or maybe some of them relocated. Going into Moff Gideon. The, the guys on the speeder bikes who have, who took Baby Yoda, get to, like, the rendezvous, and they're, like, they radio in, mm-hmm. and whoever's on the other end says Gideon just killed a bunch of his own men. And Moff Gideon's supposed to be dead, like, killed because of his war crimes and stuff like that. I'm thinking that there's a possible, what I'm saying is I'm thinking there's a possibility he's not a bad guy, that he was, like, a spy for the rebellion or something and that's why they didn't execute him for his war crimes he's killing the stormtroopers because he's a good guy and he wants baby yoda because he thinks the mandalorian is a bounty hunter who kidnapped this royalty yeah yeah (laughs) precious bounty like that could 
make him a lot of money to the right people or whatever. <laughs> so I'm not convinced he's a bad guy. He's well, just they left him alive. Get, so he's it's... just trying to get Baby Yoda back, and he might think that he's like helping the situation by trying to get him away from the Mandalorian. I don't know. And also he has the Darksaber at the end. And he didn't kill them. That was like the most confusing part to me. I was like, why didn't he just like... Oh, I think they were, why he was he trying to though. Well, he could have just like blown up the whatever they were in, the cantina or whatever. Well, he they just were charging like, up the E-Web Blaster. Yeah. And then he was like, you have... 24 hours to come out. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, I was like, until nightfall. Yeah. Like, You're just going to walk yeah. away? <laughs> I think that was maybe just like another Western trope that oh, they were like, see. Yeah. you have until nightfall. I'll see you at sunset. Out. It's like he's willing to kill his own stormtroopers. Why but wouldn't he kill? But I think because stormtroopers... Oh, another great scene was just them trying to shoot the thing in the... Sand, that was right? silly, <laughs> but... I, I like when they, ha- they give the stormtroopers dialogue and you're like, yeah, they're people. They never really got dialogue in any of the, like, original trilogy stuff yeah. for, like, good dialogue. There's one scene where they're like, hey, you see the uh, new T-16 lane, lane speed? Those, <laughs> those are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, IG-11 was great. It was a good show. It was a really good show. Oh, yeah, IG-11 is the nurse droid. Yeah. He apologizes to Baby Yoda. I'm sorry you had to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad he's not around anymore. That was a great character. Yeah. They might bring another one back. These are, like, the way he functions is so badass. Yeah. What about the R2 unit with the legs? The gondolier yeah. droid. That was pretty badass, too. <laughs> pretty weird. That pretty ma- it made weird. it look like that other droid from, uh, robot from Portal. Oh, yeah, which looked like the robot, the droid in The Force Awakens yeah. when they go to Maz Kanata's yeah, yeah. place. Yeah, same style. I, I thought it was cool. That yeah. was a nice spin on things to be like, huh, what do you know? Uh, so, yeah, pretty great show. Pretty compelling. I'm very excited for them to Comes go, back in the fall. go through the galaxy looking for little Yoda. But why doesn't anyone remember the Jedi? Dude, I mean, even so the armorist, like, how does time work in the Star Wars galaxy? Like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, what? Think of, like, the Jedi as not like Christianity. Think about it like, well, I guess, like, it would be more similar to that. But I would say you have to think about it like a cult or something. You know what I mean? Like, Think of how many like random weird cults there have been. Yeah, but no, it's very like it's very confusing. 50, it's ago. very like confusingly convenient the way the Jedi exist in the star. Like they were there for a very long time as peacekeepers right. or you know, really in reality warriors. And then the Empire destroyed them, but needed to pitch them as the enemy to the Republic. At the time. So then everyone yeah. rallied against them. But the only way the, st- well, the stormtroopers were recruited because the Jedi betrayed, like they think the Jedi betrayed the Empire, but now no one knows that the Jedi existed. So how do you keep the lie going right. if the enemy We gotta get rid existed? of these guys and also they're, they no longer ever existed. Yeah, I mean, I don't Propaganda. Understand. It's very strange. But anyway, so... I think that's something you kind of have to just like Except because the story wouldn't work as well if everyone. Oh, I've accepted it. Jedi. We, I'm so we're we get made over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the Mandalorian, I guess. Are you guys canceling Disney Plus? No, I've got all the Clone Wars to get through, and you know what? <laughs> so do both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and Rebels, Rise of Skywalker. Woo! How did everyone out there listening to this like it? It might be more divisive than the Last Jedi. I think. What do you guys think about that? What are you thinking about what I just said? I'm divided by that statement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think there probably is. Because you're going to be like, I like it. And I'm going to be like, I don't really like it that much. Uh, I loved it. And I think anyone who did not is wrong. And Mm -hmm. anyone who likes The Last Jedi is trash. 
Wow. So you flip flop. <laughs> Lorelai, okay, we have to see where everyone stands. Put your cards on the table. I liked it a lot. I thought The Last Jedi was fine. Not the worst Star Wars movie I've ever seen. He milks that thing and that then drinks disgusting. it. That was disgusting. Like a weirdo. <laughs> God, also, yeah. fish nuns. Or whatever they are. That have been there forever, upkeeping that, ah, okay, yeah. whatever. Well, there's, <laughs> but, there's no time for that. Yeah. Okay, so, but you're you're in. I'm in. You liked I'm it more in. than Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I liked it more than Last Jedi. Would you say that you're all in now that it's all over? I am all in. All right, great. What about you? When the four of us saw it, uh, you know, on opening night, we were there for everyone. And I really liked it. And I had a few problems with it that I think will come up as we continue to talk. But then Lorelai and I went to see it again on New Year's and... I liked it a lot more. So hmm. it might just be one of those every time I watch it, I like it more situations, right. which right. happens to The Force Awakens mm. and me. Like, yeah. the more I watch it, the more I like it. What about you? Uh, well, so when we first saw it, so we all saw it twice. We saw it on the opening day and in, in like the last week or two. So I liked it more than The Last Jedi the first time watching it. But as we were driving home, I was like finding all the things I didn't like about it, like mm-hmm. rehashing it. In the car, just being like, what about that thing? That was stupid. That was stupid. It's easy to like poke the holes in yeah. it. But I still liked it more than Last Jedi, but I'm not happy with it overall as like capping off the series. No. So I'm like on the fence because the second time I saw it, it didn't bug me as much. I was able to like focus on the fun parts a little bit more. So I think you're right. Like the more you watch it, maybe the more you like it. And just like we said last podcast, it's like, you can't judge it. You only saw it two times. You got to be able to quote every line first. Sure. Well, there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of opinions about it. And we are four of them. But man, when The Last Jedi happened, it was obviously very divisive. Probably the most divisive Star Wars movie. This one seems to be the same. There's the same sort of outlash on the internet. Uh, The only difference is that this time I like the movie. So... (laughs) Uh, let's go into what we didn't like. Let's go into problems we had with the movie. You want to start with that? You just want to start bashing on it I right think away? We, I think we start with the negative and end with the positive. It's 2020. It's a new year. We're going to walk out of this studio with a skip in our step because we've ended it with talking about how much we liked, uh, whatever the fuck this movie was called. What if we don't like it by the time we get through all this though? I think that's, that's fair. Like, I, I think that's the point of the podcast. Like everyone's reviewed it or whatever, and but you've only seen it twice. And just like I was saying in the ride home, I was like, oh, this scene and that scene. I was like, Robin, I don't really like this. And she was like, shut up. It was good. And I think it's like the more, the more you analyze it, like probably the more you don't like it. It's like when you look in the mirror before you're trying to get out the door, you're like, oh, I don't look great today. My hair's all wacky, but whatever. Like, stop analyzing it and you'll appreciate it more. We've been through this, <laughs> but we're going to analyze it on the Let's podcast and see how much we really here. hate this damn movie. Um, my biggest problem is just the Palpatine being back, period. It doesn't, uh, like, they needed a big bad guy. I have a problem guy. with you having a problem with that. They needed a big bad guy, and I get that. Then they killed Snoke, and they're like, who's the bad guy now? Is it Kylo? Well, we can't kill Kylo because we want to redeem Kylo. So it was like a logistic nightmare. So you had to bring Palpatine back, and it wasn't at all a trilogy stringing event. It mm-hmm. was just thrown in at the end. And I think, just watch the movie, they proved that that was a last-minute decision, more or less, because they cram so much stuff in. It's literally the first line of the crawl. Palpatine is back! Or the dead speak. Palpatine, he sends a message. And they, there's a lot of, like, just accept that Palpatine is back. He's back. He's been here the whole time. They start with the Kylo scene, so they really hammer it in. Which I think is actually a positive. Because if you were on the fence about Palpatine being back, they, like, ripped the Band-Aid off. Well, I think they kind of tried to slow feed that 
through the trailers, right? Like the right. first trailer, there was just like one little Palpatine laugh or something. And it was like, is that what we think it is? They wanted to get and people it, used to it yeah. for sure. But it, it didn't land for me. It would have been so cool if... Palpatine showed up in like Last Jedi after Snoke died and he was like, my boy, you weren't serving him. It was me. And you're like, oh my God, Palpatine at the end of Last Jedi. Then that would have made like way more sense, but they didn't do that. They did it at the beginning of Rise. So you're like, "Uh uh-huh. So you didn't have any other ideas, huh? I don't know. Maybe it was J.J. Abrams' idea when he introduced Rey. Maybe that was his intention all along. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or was that just like a, maybe no we should figure out who her parents are. And like, wouldn't it be cool if well, it was Palpatine when they and he intru- came back? And, I don't know. When they introduced Rey, they knew that everyone would think that her parents were Skywalkers in one way or another. For three movies, we've been thinking that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they always had a bait and switch in mind. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to debate this for a long time as to whether or not it was planned and like looks right through the course of the whole trilogy. There's a video that keeps getting recommended to me that says, Ray is a Palpatine theory from two years ago. And I'm sure that person is like, told you guys, told you guys. But it's like, I don't really know if it was something you figured out. Well, it wasn't really like figured out from day one. There's no way. So I think for me, some of it works. Some of that transition works based on a couple of things that have happened in the previous films, like Ray and Kylo's force connection. And he says it in this film, he's the grandson of Vader, she's the granddaughter of Palpatine, and they have this force connection because they're connected in many ways. Yeah, they're a dyad. I think stuff like that, for me, in the movie, yeah, really You had works. to read in, into but, it to get that out of it. Well... I think I really like that sort of reading into stuff, like the big picture, like, oh, if you take a step back and look at it over three movie lengths, it's like they were connected in this way, and so them being connected in this way makes a lot of sense. What I don't like is them spoon-feeding us dialogue like uh, Poe and Leia, and Poe's like, so Palpatine was behind it the whole time? And Leia's like, every minute of it. Yeah. All fucking day long yeah, yeah, yeah. from the shot. The, it's like we get you don't have to do that dialogue. So well, that's that the problem though, because they had to get all that out. I don't have as much of a problem with Ray being a Palpatine again because of their connection. But they do another lame, like Kylo. Uh, Snoke tells Kylo, "Your father, Han." Yeah. Han Solo <laughs> from Star Wars. And then Ky- Kylo does the same thing to Ray. Your your grandfather. Emperor Palpatine. He just puts it out there, like you said, the spoon feeding thing. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yep, agreed. Um, Dude, okay, b- go ahead. a bigger problem. Sorry, I'm going to keep jumping in. No, we go just for have it. We have to do what we have to do. At some point, someone says that Luke knew like about Ray. Ray's parents and, yeah. and whatnot. But then like Luke's training Ray in Last Jedi, and he mentions Emperor Palpatine, like... Tr- er, uh, mentioned the Jedi Sidious. training, you know, Vader and Sidious and whatever... And it was just weird that if he knew Ray's parents, that he wouldn't know Ray, and that never ever comes up, but he knew. And then Kyle also says that like Leia knew. Somebody says Leia knew as well. Luke it's says like, Luke says that Leia knew. That's the stuff that doesn't make any sense. But they wouldn't have just told her because you don't want it to influence your she they're trying to train her as a force for good. If you tell her that her grandfather was but a Sith, last then there's Jedi. two things she'll either quit, like Leia did, or she'll you know, be evil. Luke tells Ray that he sensed great darkness in Kylo, and he was like, I was going to go murder him, and I don't want to train him no more. And look, he turned to evil. Ray's 
Palpatine's granddaughter, like probably pretty risky to train her. Yeah, also, I feel like given Luke, what happened with Luke, Vader's like, son, fucked up the Kylo situation pretty badly. Yeah, it's surprising he that he didn't fuck up the Ray situation in the exact same way. He he was just so chill. He learned a mistake in the Kylo thing, and he tried to correct it in training Ray. I guess it just seems weird that he didn't mention more stuff about it because mm-hmm. he says in Last Jedi, like, "Who are you?" Like he's like, "Do I know you from somewhere?" He should have been like. Where did you come from, Jakku? And he's like, oh, I left a little girl on Jakku once and I was looking for her parents. Are you that girl? There's something that you need to know about yourself and your well, parents. He also might not have known. He might have learned later. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. It's that, janky. There's just janky. There's no way of knowing. No, it's bad writing. And also he wasn't looking for her parents. He was looking for the Wayfinder. But he knew. There was all that connection, connective tissue that he knew about that they don't bring up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is that all the Palpatine crap? Uh, yeah, that's well, the major Palpatine stuff. There's also the thing in the beginning of the movie, Palpatine tells Kylo to kill Rey. And then at the end, he's like, I never wanted anyone to kill you, which I, I guess is fine. Like he, he knew what would happen. He's always been in control. So he knew what he had to say to Kylo to get Rey to that sure. place later. But it's just, you know. And then if Rey kills Palpatine, Palpatine's soul is going to go into Ray, but then Ray still kills Palpatine and nothing happens. Right. So, well, that's something I was also going to bring up. I'm not sure nothing happens. We don't really know. Uh, I think there is is, uh, the possibility that Palpatine is not dead. Oh, come on. I'm just saying. The Skywalker trilogy is over. Yeah. And it's time for the Palpatine trilogy. Oh, my God. No, I don't know. All I'm saying is, yes, you're right, but that could mean that he's not dead. And he said he's been dead before. I'm just saying. Might not have killed him. Are you working for Disney? (laughs) Oh, my God. So the best part about The Rise of Skywalker is that all this stuff is done because they (laughs) fucked it all up. It's so janky in this movie. It makes no sense. It shouldn't have been Palpatine at all. It should have just been Kylo's redemption story. He should have been, like, extra badass like he kind of was in the beginning. He was, like, killing people. Yeah, what are those things on Mustafar that he's killing? What are those people with the big Mustafarians? Sure. Uh-huh. Question asked and answered. <laughs> uh, but he's like killing people, people looking for Sith stuff. He should have been becoming like the ultimate Sith guy, you know? Yeah. And then had to like turn back to good for some reason, but just have nothing to do with Palpatine. Or Ray kills him. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll rewrite another podcast. I like the Palpatine stuff. What do you guys, how do you ladies feel about it? I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he was that bad. Uh, my only gripe with Palpatine was that he was on that little uh, crane machine arm. His legs were just kind of bobbling around. I don't think he had. Did he have legs even? I think he he, he did, was but missing they were all like, of his little fingertips. Yeah, <laughs> it was very creepy. That was my really my only gripe with the Palpatine thing was he was on that weird crane thing. Why couldn't he have just been in his little floaty chair? Didn't he used to have a floaty chair? Or was that Yoda? Someone had a floaty chair. I think. I think you're thinking of Professor X. (laughs) All of the Senate had floating chairs. Yeah. Why couldn't they just give him a floaty chair? Well, I was going to go more into Palpatine living living past. You're okay with Palpatine back. No problems with Palpatine. No, I'm fine with it. What about Palpatine's relation to Ray, though? I think it works. Hmm. Okay. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I like the, I mean, I like the idea that Kylo and Ray have this connection because of who their grandfathers are. I just think they could have planted the seed a little bit earlier. Unless they knew that like, oh, if we throw in any clues whatsoever, all the Star Wars nerds out there will guess it and it will ruin the movie. They should have just said her parents were really important people. Yeah. And never mentioned who. And it could have been Luke, could have been Leia, you know, and leave that totally up to mystery. And then it'd be okay, no matter who it was. You know, had like 
any sort of like this movie, you don't need to see the previous two, basically. It kind of stands yeah. on its own because it all of a sudden becomes them versus Palpatine. And that's the only thing that matters in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. There is background, like former premises that were no longer canon for Palpatine coming back, being a clone, being put in younger clones' bodies, other bodies. Like he. So all yeah, of that I wish is... they kind of explained more of how he was like resurrected. I guess he he says the line about the force having like weird yeah. natural abilities or whatever. Yeah. That's probably the only cool part about it is you're like, oh, he cheated death just like uh Cyphodius or whatever. Plagueis. Plagueis, yeah. Um, I don't know. I really like Ray and Kylo's connection. And because of that, I think I'm more okay with this her relation to Palpatine. And sh- showing that she can like resist being evil. That and that she's his granddaughter, and that that makes sense because of Ray and Kylo's connection. Okay, Exegol looks kind of cool. Exegol is cool. It's kind of like reminds me of like Jedi, but for like the Sith. Yeah, you know, like they got the statues, and there's obviously like followers of the Sith. Like I would want to know more about that. I want to know. That would have been sick that. if like they explored that more, and Kylo was like, "Oh, I could be a." freaking celebrity like maybe i will be the emperor right. like there's so much that is really cool in rise of skywalker that like i tweeted i really think like they just needed another movie to slow down introducing palpatine hooking up kylo and palpatine and kylo being like all right cool i'll be like your new bitch that's cool and then finally like having what actually ended up at the end of the right trilogy because everyone rises up to kill the final order but like you just just met these guys you don't even know who these guys are it's all about hope man to chewy and uh and uh lando go to the core worlds to recruit so let's do it this way in a ship that is famous for the rebellion can we now that we bashed on it a little bit or at least i bashed on it a lot but can we now let's go to a positive before we go back to another negative okay let's balance it out all right instead of just going do you all have negative. do you have a thing in mind or should I go? Yeah, why don't you go? Okay, a positive. I feel like I've been positive so far. but Okay, I'll go. So I'd say <laughs> there's lots to choose from because I really liked it. So one of the biggest positives for me that spanned the movie was the use of the Force. Like there wasn't a question about whether they were strong in the Force or why didn't they just use the Force when given this opportunity. They took the chance in this movie to just use the Force. There's definitely lots of Force. Whenever they could. They're battling over the transport Lightninging, ship. teleporting things. Yeah. She's redirecting blasters into, like, blaster shots into bad guys. It was just really great Force use and you didn't have to be like, well, if Vader's redirecting blaster blasts why couldn't he just grab the plans for the death star using the force? there's none of that bullshit because they used the force in this movie tons of force it was great yeah totally like why wouldn't you just try to grab the ship that your buddy's on with the force like in any other star wars movie and any other star wars medium we gotta be strong enough to do it one of the biggest things in the clone wars uh, you know it's an animated show so they should just use the force all the time but yeah but if you use it too much you have to take a nap after it's just if you're a little 50-year-old baby Yoda. Uh, anyway. Could you imagine Ray's grabbing the thing? <laughs> she got to take a nap. I really like all the force usage. I really, like, that was a big thing for me. Because every time I was like, well, why don't why doesn't she just do this? She did it with the force. It was great. All right, what are some other positives? I guess it would be a positive. I think the absolute best thing they did to this movie was Babu Frick. Oh, yeah. One of the best characters they've ever made. <laughs> He doesn't even have that many lines, but it's just so good. I, Babu Frick. <laughs> Hello, I, Babu Frick. 
Joy's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> yeah, so 3PO was also really great in this movie. Yeah. There's no repercussion, though, for what happened to him. No, it was completely like, oh, you mean R2 could have just plugged into... Like, you made right. us think that wouldn't work. Anyway, I thought 3PO was great, but also Babu Frick. I thought they were both great, and especially when someone mentions Babu Frick after they wipe C-3PO, and he's like, oh, he's one of my oldest friends. Yeah, <laughs> really, really great. Yeah, He was fun. He was the best. The new little droid... Dio. So cute. Uh, yeah. It makes Voiced me... by J.J. No, J. Abrams. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. <laughs> I have a squeaky wheel. Squeak eliminated. How much I love that character makes me regret everything I've said about the quirky droid sidekick on this podcast in the past. I love well, that droid fun. so nice. much. They they ground everything. We're like, oh, like you got a pet. Like the droid is a, just a friendly dog, you know? But it was Man's like, so friend. we've talked on the podcast about how, uh, like, why was that droid scared of dying? Like, they, like their artificial intelligence creates this personality that's very sort of anthropomorphic, right. which I really enjoy, and I think is, the re- like, 3PO's 3PO, and he's, like, like, very human, and none of the droids, like, they're afraid of dying and stuff like that. I have noticed all of that, but with Dio, that he was basically someone's abused pet, like, right. the first thing we learn is that he was mistreated, and that's heartbreaking. And the fact that it was heartbreaking to me, even though it's a droid, like, really sold me on something that I was like, I love that character. He's great. And then he's so friggin' polite. He's just like, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think it's when Leia, like, passes away or whatever, and he's, like, sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then when they get back, he's, like, happy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I but, agree. Um, I like Dio. He was great. I like him. I liked a lot of the stuff that they did. With Leia and Lando and the, like, passing of the torch to the newer characters. But I wish that it was, like, in the second movie rather than this one. You don't get to see the new characters grow enough on their own, you know? Yeah. At least my opinion. But I really like uh, when they return to whatever the heck planet they're on. Yeah. Jungle World. They're like, we got to talk to Leia. And they're like, the general's gone. Chewie starts losing it. Uh, And that, like, really got to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's like, ugh. And then uh, soon after that, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then Poe sits down next to Leia. And he's like, I don't know how you guys did it. This whole scene, I teared up both times that we saw the movie. And then Lando comes in and he's like, we didn't know what to do. We just had each other. And I was like, no, stop it. Yeah, You know, like that hit me. We're like budding adults here. You're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And that's why I wanted to see like... They kind of grow towards the end of this movie, but still in the last scene, Poe's like, oh, I guess we're going to lose the battle. I don't know. Lando still saves him at the end. Mm-hmm. Poe doesn't really become a, a leader mm-hmm. really on his own, right? Lando saves him in the end. Mm. But uh, I love that like passing of the torch kind of thing. At the end, they set up that thing with Lando and what's her name? The woman from the, the like- stormtrooper yeah, defector. The, yeah. yeah. Well, let's find out, I know. Well, I was really worried that creepy. he was going to be like, I am your father. <laughs> he didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. No, because he's like, where are you from? And I was like, waiting for her to be like, Bespin or something. Yeah. And be like, Wait, I'm black? To- you're yeah. black? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, what I don't want is for Disney Plus to make a Lando and defected stormtrooper show. Like, Jana. Jenna. Jana. Jana, whatever. Jana. I don't want them to make that show about them bouncing around the galaxy looking for her home. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough stuff we liked. What do we All not right. like again? You got another thing <laughs> on your list? Dude, Knights of Ren? Knights of... Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but 
There Dude, is, there is. Master of the Knights of Ren? You s- are they cool or not? Because they don't do anything. There's a comic book out right now that's and now they're getting all into that. But, you know, you got to read the extracurricular stuff. They didn't use force powers or anything like that, but there is. They're chasing after the main characters, but they never do anything to the main characters. No, except they Kylo. fight Kylo, yeah. Oh, in that scene uh, with Chewie and he gets captured, like he kind of gets captured by like the First Order slash Knights of Ren, maybe. Mm-hmm. But they don't show that. And I wish they showed that because Chewie doesn't go down without a fight. Every time Chewie's ever been captured, he's always been like, screw you, man. When Han's getting put into carbonite, he's like, and they like have to like quell him. And I wish there was a scene where Chewie was like punching some Sith troopers or something. Yeah. But he just gets captured and like, ah, man, how'd you get captured? Like him fighting the Knights of Ren, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't know, sidestep. But anyway, Knights of Ren didn't really do much. Nope. And now they didn't. No thoughts? They still looked cool, though. They did look cool. Yeah, they're cool toys. They were pretty like, terrifying like if you were in a dark alley and turned around and the knights of ren were there you'd definitely be like oh i'm from i'm gonna die now okay i expected them to be force wielders they should have played them up with kylo like i said him becoming like a really badass sith ray's becoming like a really badass jedi but like kylo's just kind of like skating along just looking for trinkets he's on like a geocaching mission with his buddies (laughs) (laughs) the knights of ren oh look a wayfinder whoa yeah you know geocaching yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking that the Empire and the Sith are always looking for artifacts. Yes. They're always going through, they're always looking for, like, it's it's part of Jedi Fallen Order. Let's destroy this entire religion, but then collect a bunch of their stuff. Yeah. It'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a comic book. You should read it. Everyone listening, go to your local comic book store and pick up. No, you gotta read the stuff. I know that the bonus (laughs) content, like, I don't want DLC for the movie, though. Ky- or Snoke says that they're they're supposed to be badass. Yeah. Kylo leads the Knights of Ren. That's sp- supposed to make Kylo cool. And then they don't do anything. They don't even have like one battle. Like the Knights of Ren could have been Snoke's guards or something and turned on Kylo in Last Jedi. Yeah, or something. Yeah, that would have made more sense. I've got another thing. Does anyone Me too? Do, do you have things? Go, Lorelai. Okay. Did not like Lorelei. the kiss at the end. <laughs> no, no, disagree. Why does every like female lead have to end up making out with someone at the end? Dude, of Ray the is an independent woman. She is. She don't need. But they have this no connection. Kylo. So it doesn't have to be a romantic connection. Yeah, dude. It's I think the, everyone's annoying. connected in the force. It's like not like that. Why does it have to be that way? Because you have I to add a little bit of romance. I don't know. At it's least a bunch he died afterwards. I know. Thank God. I don't know. I actually was sad that he died, but... Yeah, Am Robin? I the only one who spent this entire trilogy going so they're in love with each other, right? Well, well they really implied. Did, they really, yeah, they... It's like you said, they're connected. Yeah, and in The and in the Last Jedi, they sort of touch on a romantic connection and stuff like that. The Kylo and Rey dyad ships, I hate that word for it, but like, the, yeah, their connection is super cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... Why does bad, it have to be Kylo, love? Rey. It could Wait, just Rey, be Rey, like... remember, remember when he killed, killed Han? You know, the guy that was like being a bud to you, you know? Vader killed everyone and Luke was still like he didn't give him a kiss <laughs> no but he still was like believed in him being good and, and becoming redeemed well I don't know I'm with you it was kind of unnecessary he should have just been like like there in the moment and Ray could have been like you saved me and he's like you did the same for me and then you know yeah, yeah. you know you're right why do they need to be in love and then they're not know. in love and now if if that's Ray it's kisses just like him stupid, right stupid like Gender norms, like oh, if it, like if they had both been grandsons, 
they probably wouldn't have made them be in love. But because they were like, oh, we're going to have this cool, strong female lead character. She's going to be a badass Jedi. And we're also going to have this guy, you know, Kylo. Obviously, they have to kiss by the end. Well, it's just like, she's going to be tortured up. forever now because her boyfriend's dead. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to see them live happily ever after? Were you yes. okay with them dying? I wanted to, yes. them to make little Jedi babies. How would, how would thought- Kylo be... <laughs> uh, man, that'd be so weird to see Kylo continue afterwards, though. I would have... Almost liked it, yes. Yeah, even if they didn't do the kiss and Ray died, but yep. then Kylo became the leader of the rebellion. That's what I really wanted. How I would was, anyone stand Robin and I are on the same page. I was like, he's gonna like crawl out. Out. Yeah, I was like, he's gonna crawl up out of this crevice. He's gonna see that she's dead. He's not gonna be able to save her, and that he's going to. He's already redeemed, and he's going to do everything now for her because she gave up her life for this. And, and he's, he's like a Skywalker. He's like Ben yeah. Linus after. Uh, uh, lost, and he's like, I can't go into the the church just yet. Yeah, he's not not ready to be part of the team, but he's there. As much as I love Rey, and I loved her journey, and this brought something very new to Star Wars, a strong female lead, and she was really great. I mean, she's a really great character. But if she had died in that moment, and her death pushed Kylo more into redemption. I think that would have been very powerful. Like if he tried to save her and couldn't They're gonna and then need after me. he was and then he could have been redeemed and he would have been the last Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that would have been maybe it'll be an alternate ending. But I'm also happy Ray lived. I mean that's great and they got their moments. Who's going to believe he turned back to good though? Ray's going to be like, "No, and Kylo was there and he like he helped me kill Palpatine." Yeah, sure he did. <laughs> no, like I gave him a lightsaber through the Force. Like, he wasn't in the same room. Yeah, sure, he did. That was cool. I liked that part. Yeah, we're going to get in. That's going to be one of my things that I liked. Are we on things we didn't like or liked? <laughs> did you, 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 you I said you, you brought up about the kiss. That. Mostly okay. the kiss, but also, like, the fact that there's a big leap between, like, oh, now I can heal this snake thing in this cave to, like, oh, I can just put my life into another. I can start a stop tart. Yeah, and... Also, what are the rules when, like, you know, usually when a Jedi dies, their body just, like, disappears, right? And, like, for some reason, Leia's stuck around for a really long time and then disappeared when Kylo died. And Rey also, her body was just, like, laying there. You're a true Star Wars fan. No, but that's how... The details! <laughs> but when can... do they disappear? I need to know. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but that's like a, critical to the thing. It's like they've never been able Kylo, to try clearly. to bring someone back to life yeah. because their body just fizzles away. That didn't happen to Vader, though, and he still became a force ghost. Didn't they have to burn him? Well, I was thinking about that. They burn his suit. We don't know if he's if the body's inside the suit. That's the true. body could have disappeared. Everybody knows, even if it's in the suit, the suit, the suit stays there. Yeah. But don't you think the suit would have just like a little flattened? No, a little, a little like very rigid suit. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if Kylo didn't have the helmet? He had like Vader's leg because it was robot leg. That wouldn't have burned up in the fire, maybe. You know, you would think that that would have been like solid steel. It's not as cool, though. Oh, my God. There was so so much about the mask. (laughs) There was. Oh, oh God. I can't. I'm not going to give that. We're not going to talk about that. We don't have to get into everything today. (laughs) Um, Did you want to bring up something you you like? No, I want to talk about what you said, which is a good point. But also, if the force wanted Rey to survive, Mm. her body would have been left there for Kylo to heal. That's why, like, Palpatine was able to understand how everything was going to work, and there was a path. There was a path in the Force that Palpatine saw and knew how to manipulate. And if the Force has that kind of power, Rey is supposed to survive. 
So she, her body needs to stay there so that Kylo can put his mm. life force into her. Dude, the healing thing, I, I love it for Baby Yoda. It's too much of a get-out-of-jail-free card, though. Because it's like you said, like, so every battle ever, you're like, I'm just going to heal you. You're good, bro. No, because you only have a certain, you have a limited, too she much of gave some of her life force to that, uh, whatever. Well, maybe that's what killed it. killed Ben, because he wasn't, it was the first time he ever did it. Yeah. He gave but all he was, of his life to He did. Her. He gave all of his life force, but he was also just got thrown down. His back was broken. His leg was broken. Falling he was, doesn't mean anything in Star Wars. He, he <laughs> barely made it to her. So he was already... On his way out. They both had already and as had I half fell, their life. Now you shall fall. Palpatine took their essence from them. Their dyad. So, what, that was. I, you're ragging on that, <laughs> which makes me think you don't like it, but I really like it. So are we on things we don't like or things we do like? Do you uh, want more? So the Sith fleet, every Star Destroyer can blow up a planet, right? Yep. Why, why send one? I don't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Why just? Why send only them send all one? Right, right send out. them all. Fuck it. Why leave them there for them to be destroyed? But here's what I'm thinking. Like in our own history of humanity, it's like if you get a big gun, I'm gonna get a big gun. Oh, we both have big guns. Now we got an understanding. You want to bring a gun to the gunfight? I'm gonna bring a Death Star to the Death Star fight. Why don't the rebels? Maybe they don't have the resources, but like clearly you can put on a star destroyer at some point. So like the technology is getting smaller and smaller. It's shrunken Death Star tech. They say it, Last Jedi. Why don't you guys go to Endor, take the Death Star weapon, and now you guys have a Death Star, and you can actually fight the people that are fighting you with the same technology. It's kind of crazy that they don't also develop their own, like, nuclear weapons. And then everyone understands we can blow each other up, so we don't we don't blow each other up because we know that it would be the end of the galaxy. It just doesn't make sense to me that, obviously, for the movie, you know, don't think about it. But you would think they'd want to have their own weapons. It'd be like, this time, we have the Death Star. We're going to blow up Exegol. No? Yeah. yeah. Then there's the whole, like, we're as bad as them thing. That's a good question. You would think they'd they want that technology, though, or be, like, trying to figure it out. Yeah. But also the same guys are selling weapons to the good guys and the bad guys, so... So there's clearly a bunch of people should just, just don't be care. able to buy that from, yeah. like, that was the whole point of The Last Jedi. Right. Belicio del Toro, who yeah, was yeah, just yeah, a yeah. throwaway character. Don't join. Uh, here, I'll go with something that I didn't understand at first, but then came up with an answer for. But the movie didn't provide an answer. But you just have to come up with it on your own. Where does that TIE fighter come from? Also, somebody said <laughs> TIE fighters don't do hyperspace. Yeah, they need the ring. Well, but maybe that's a different TIE fighter. I mean, there's, there's, I think in No, resistance... it can't be. It came out of like the ocean moon Endor or something. Well, we don't know. They don't explain it, so we can't argue about it. But, but also, you would think the it was from the Death Star. Well, yeah, but the stormtroopers, the stormtroopers who defected got there somehow they could have like been stealing that's that's how i explained it away like the stormtroopers mm, could have been ship. stealing ships i mean she said like pose like do you have spare parts and she's like we have this thing that we came here in that we use for parts and but right, they could have been it. like getting sh- they could have been like infiltrating ships and stuff right. and getting them there i don't know yeah but, but they but say the first clearly in a new hope that's a short rain fighter it couldn't gotten into this deep of space on yeah its own. And they need those rings but there's also i think in resistance and in rebels there's new tie fighters that can do stuff like that but the first time you see the movie you're like where <laughs> what how did he get that yeah i wish there was a scene of him just like picking up a tie fight or something and then jumping in it. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Did you like everyone in the room? Did everyone in the room like or dislike Luke's sort of redemption finally pulls the X-Wing out of the water? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the lightsaber thing. He couldn't do it on Dagobah, but it's come full circle. He's like, yeah, I did it. You happy, Yoda? Probably fan service. But a cool <laughs> moment because they play the music and it sounds cool. Yeah, and he's like, 
I finally did it. It's fun. Yes, no. It's kind of. I, I didn't just even kinda, think about that. I just yeah. was like, uh, "You're pulling your ship out of the water, okay?" Yeah, no, because you couldn't do it before. Not a good place to keep it. It's not. Saying. How long was the ship underwater? And also, it still works now. Yeah. Also, he took that one of the wings to make his door. That could have been a different ship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was his other. That's, other that's my. That's one of my takeaways oh. from this movie. Is it could have been a different ship, dude? So uh, <laughs> related. Another thing I liked. I uh, another moment that. Man, I don't even like know why, but another moment where I teared up in the movie when she goes to talk to and like lands and she's burning everything. She's like, I want nothing to do with this. And maybe because I relate to that, we're all melt down and be like, it's done, it's over, man. I'm making this rash decision right now. And you're like, you're not thinking clearly. You're just like being kind of emotional. You know how many times we've had to put this studio back together? (laughs) (laughs) But she was so over it. And Luke's like, nah, man, you're just getting started. Yeah. But she she exiles herself just like Luke did. And she's like, this is a safe decision. I can see why Luke did this. I got to do this. Force is bad. It's no good. We got to get rid of this force stuff. Yep. And uh, that hit me pretty hard. I like that. But then she's immediately off that planet. So that's kind of short-lived. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that'd be a cool place to just leave it. She's like a hermit. Kylo takes over. Mm-hmm. Cool with that, too. Bad guys win. Classic Star Wars. That would have been an interesting end to Last Jedi. If she's like, no, I'm staying on the island. And Luke is like, you can't. Mm-hmm. And she's like, watch me. So your takeaway from the film is that I'm still the Last on Jedi should fiction. have ended with, yeah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. There's a lot, I think, that you could take from Rise, put in Last Jedi, and make everything work better. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how it works yet. We'll have to have it on a future podcast. But I did like that they called that back. And that he caught the lightsaber. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I don't care if, what, it, what it means. Well, and he said a Jedi's weapon should be more respected, mm-hmm. which I think also sort of is a little bit of a redemption thing because the last time he held it, he threw it over the cliff. Yeah, he's like, I didn't so care So he's this. like, mm-hmm. grown. He realizes that he made a mistake and then like two seconds later, he says he made a mistake. Agreed. But... And there's, there's an awesome, awesome sound effect when he catches it. Oh, yeah. Too. You that don't see great. it. But there's a thwip or yeah. something in there when you're like, thud. whoa. Movie theater shaking. Something weird with ghosts that can interact with physical stuff. Yeah, you ever see the movie Ghost? It takes a lot of practice. (laughs) All right, I'm going to bring up something. Go for it. Uh, Something that I've been right about. Something that this movie said I was right about. (laughs) Joey's favorite part of the show. (laughs) Something I was right about. I told you. When we saw The Force Awakens, when The Force Awakens ended, I was like... Finn is Force-sensitive. Yeah. To some degree, he's Force-sensitive. He wielded the light. There's there's evidence in that movie of it, much less so in The Last Jedi. But in this movie, there's so many, in my opinion, it's 100% true as of the end of The Rise of Skywalker. There's so much that happens that there's lots of moments that he's like, I'm sensing something. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got a feeling. He senses Ray. I mean, the 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 at the end, he senses Ray's death, and he yeah, like yeah. falls over on the on the Falcon. Classic uh, Force sense. Yeah. So did you want him you to guys, tell Ray? Because he never did, but they kind of set that up. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. In my head canon, he tells Ray after, and she trains him. So can you not wield a lightsaber unless you're at least somewhat Force sensitive? Han uses it. Maybe he's force sensitive. I don't know. Well, what I'm uh, he he wielded the lightsaber, but he stood he stood <laughs> no his ground. On the podcast can see that <laughs> he stood Doesn't his matter. ground against Kylo Ren in in, in the Force Awakens. Right. He was able to at least yeah, for battled. a little bit hold his ground against he's also Kylo a trained Ren. soldier. But there's also a scene in the beginning when he snaps out of like being a stormtrooper that I got the vibe of him like the Force Awakens, and right. we think it's about Rey, but obviously Finn wakes up, and it always sort of meant to me like. Yes, he was part of the awakening that Snoke is talking about in that movie. He wakes right. up. He was taken as a kid and brainwashed, yeah. but when, when they're on whatever that planet is in the beginning... Of Force Awakens? Yeah. Jakku. 
you're right. BB-8 finds Ray. So they're on Jakku and he wait, like he doesn't, you know, he breaks free, whatever. Anyway, right, right, right. it seemed like he was force sensitive then. And man, I think that's just a really good plot line. Do you think that's what he was going to tell Ray or do you think he was going to tell her that he loves her? We're both. Probably both. <laughs> that also pisses me off. Yeah. The first thing that came to my mind, that's why I had to ask you because I was like, what the hell did he want to tell Ray? They didn't wrap that up. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> and you're like, he's force sensitive, dude. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. When we were watching the film, does he love her? Is that where this yeah. is going? That like, would have been lame. If you're about to die, I don't think you'd be like, Ray, I have to tell you something. I'm force sensitive. And then they both die. It's like, whatever. I never told you. I never told you. It's yeah. like, no, that's not what you say when you're about to die. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to know that before she dies. She would already know. I don't know. That's how the force works, right? She would know. Not how come always. she doesn't know? Okay. <laughs> I would know. <laughs> I thought he was going to either tell her that he loved her or that she was a Palpatine because he said he knew and Leia knew. And I thought in my mind, that's what he was kind of alluding to the whole movie is he's like, I know this thing. No one else knows except Leia. Mm. And that's a good point. Someone's got to tell that. her. And I thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, what news to get right before you're about to die, though? Like- By the way, you're evil. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Probably better left unsaid. And now that we're talking about it, it makes sense. They train after the movie's over. Yeah, I would love that. Just like with Luke and Leia, we get the flashback in this movie, which is another thing I'm just going to throw out real quick that I loved. That flashback with Luke and Leia training. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and being like, here's Leia's lightsaber. Also something that was taken out of canon and now brought back into canon. What else you got? Man, I have so much I want to complain about. They say, Red Five, this is a, a quickie. Oh, that's Red Five. Red Five is in the fight, everybody. But Red Five in, they they, they claim Red Five is the ship mm-hmm. in Rise. Red Five is in Rogue One. That dude blows up. Luke becomes Red Five in A New Hope. But I would assume that's just like a call sign. Like you, you get my badge number now, mm-hmm. but you're not, it's not the same ship. But they said it was the ship. So the ships must like, Give a beacon out, another tracking fob that I am Red 5, the ship Red 5. You yeah, get you, my license plates now. You might plug I your call sign weird. into the computer and the, I just thought and that the was ship weird. just pops up on That's everybody's map ships. like Red 5 because the Force would have wanted Ray's body to stay there. <laughs> that was that was like a, a fan service thing, though. They should have just been like, That's Luke's ship. It yeah. didn't need to be like Red 5 is a call sign. It's like saying, That's, you know, whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. your license plate number. That's how I, I saw that anyway. Uh, Right before they do the final battle, Poe is giving a semi-inspirational speech. Finn is interrupting the semi-inspirational speech with his own inspirational speech. Occasionally, Maz Kanata is also interrupting it. And there's a really cool montage going on at the same time, which I really just wish they left as a montage with awesome music, which is what they they do in like A New Hope right before they do the final trench run. They show everyone getting the ships ready, and it's cool, and there's awesome music, and then they do the trench run. In Rise of Skywalker, though, they're like, we are the spark that will ignite the First Order and burn them down. And Finn's like, yeah, and this is for everybody in the galaxy. And it's totally ripping off Independence Day. And they're like, (laughs) we will not go quietly into the night. We celebrate our life day. And I thought that was so freaking lame. Like, just show him getting ready for the fight. And he literally says, like, we're taking the fight to them now. And like, get out of here with this dumb dialogue. That's very overused. Oh, my God. Like, just series of words. But the montage was really cool. If you just delete the dialogue track for that, Poe should have been like, 
everyone get to your ships. You know what to do. And then, you know, play the music, show the montage. Mm -hmm. That speech has been done better in other movies, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But they spoofed the wrong Independence Day movie at the end of Independence Day Resurgence. We're taking the fight to to them. them. That's all I could think when Finn said that. And I was like, oh, that's bad dialogue. Yeah, I'm not good with the English language, but that's not good dialogue. Sorry. The montage was great, though. Yeah, except that, like, everyone's throwing stuff to everybody. It's like, why is your duffel bag on my ship? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's good. You see a lot of human elements there when you're like, oh, that's the guy that's flying that ship. And then later you can see them get blown up or save somebody else. Yeah. I love that part of New Hope, and they were clearly spoofing that a little bit. Montage was good. Writing was not. I'm sorry. Mm. I know it's hard to write a movie. I've never written a movie, but come on. Yep, thoughts? Why is his duffel bag on his Let, ship? Wait, let's bring this into the whole final battle thing, because we didn't talk about the space battle at all. Yeah, and we could get about into something whole, that I like. What about the whole space battle? Yeah? No? When Poe's apologizing, because they're all getting destroyed, and Lando shows up with everybody, and mm. it just pans, and you see their fleet, like their new fleet. Like, right. Ship like, porn. It worked. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. My heart swelled. The galaxy like does it did, care. It did exactly what I think they wanted it to do to me, which is hmm. which was that heart swell. Like you see all those ships, and it's just sort of an incredible scene, and the music plays, and there's ships I recognize, and it's yeah, they're there to save the day. I thought it was great. Do you like all the ships showing up? Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Do you like all the ships showing up? So fun. You it don't. was a good heart swell moment. I yeah. agree. It just was weird because they said no one believed in them in the last movie. And Poe's like, nobody came. Add one more line of dialogue. And Lando would be like, well, you should have had me talk to them or something. <laughs> like Lando should have been like, you didn't do it right. I'll do it for you. Because obviously Lando, people listened to him for some reason. Well, it's just weird. Everybody came out of the woodwork. I but think they sent a distress call. Why didn't you care then? We just blew up Starkiller base, dudes. Why aren't we rallying now? Why wasn't everyone rallying after Starkiller base blew up? Well, because they had just But don't blown rally up the now Republic. that the Emperor's back. At that point, the First Order just destroyed the Republic. So everybody was scared. Uh, I guess that, that yeah, yeah, there's a lot but of But also, I think it was Robin who said, when we were, t- we were talking about this same thing, Robin said that maybe the signal was blocked from Crate. Did you say that? I don't know. Somebody said that. I don't think I did. Like, when they sent the <laughs> distress like signal yeah. from Crate, maybe it was blocked or intercepted That would have been great something. if they were like, we couldn't get the signal out. Yeah, they may, they might not have known. Or Crate might be... I mean, they they specifically, they specifically said Lando was going to the core worlds. And right. Lando was a politician, so he might have pull there... Well, I believe that Lando would get people stoked. Then just six rebels on crate being like, come help us. Everybody would be like, maybe not. But then you send Lando, who's this rebellion fighter, politician. You know, he's well known and he's a good guy. If it wasn't Lando and it was Rose, I would be real ticked. But it makes sense that Lando would be like, hey, come on to the fight. And And they took the Falcon, which is like in The Force Awakens, they say this is the Millennium Falcon and it's a well-known ship for the rebellion and stuff. Oh, they hate that ship. Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) also not great dialogue. I'm done with that. Uh, And then when they're winning the fight at the end, Finn has another line of dialogue where he goes, People are rising up all over the galaxy. How do you freaking know? You're in the middle of of a battle, dude. He knows. He feels it. (sighs) Those are also things you just don't have to say. Like, it's pretty obvious when, like, five million ships show up. It's like, oh, the people, they rose up. We're not just winning here. We're winning everywhere. See, don't tell. Yes. A little more subtle. 
Maybe for kids, though, that makes more yeah, sense. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's force sensitive. He knew that it was happening. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you're force sensitive, keep it to yourself. Here's something. Antennas are very susceptible to spaceship blasts. Yeah. Okay. Why do you need to be on there? Why does right. a person Maybe need to blow up this? Maybe it has a shield or something. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're like, we're going to blow up the antenna. Oh, no, they're going to transfer the signal to the ship. Okay, we'll blow up that ship. Aren't they just going to keep... Tra- yeah, why also, didn't they who's in all Can you email me the code? one other signal. I don't understand why... They, okay, they need it because the ships are flying blind, I guess. But also... You can get there with the Wayfinder... Or if you're following, but they're too big an and they're too close well, to crates, the thing. Well, crates making too much interference, in- so they can't tell. But who's in all of those? All the ships. All the they Sith, come out of the ground. Sith people thought there were only two. Um, Sith followers. Apparently, apparently they have a lot of. They could just live underground. I, a lot well, of followers. whatever. They have been for. They're the, the outer rim, dude. No one knows been... about it, dude. Did, did you read that comic book where they explained it all? Um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just like <laughs> I didn't understand why they needed it's to be on drink. the thing to to, <laughs> to no, it uh, was weird that blow a, up the antenna. A million he had a, a million followers. Like you said, who who's running these ships, who's building them? Now they have oh, fifty deaths. Well, stars. were they the were they also the things that were like they like combined with the first order they were, like, too. Doing the clone stuff in the beginning of the movie. Has to be all the same people. Yeah. All right. Dude, there was a coliseum of people. There's a whole Sith like world that nobody knows about. Yeah. Were they real though? Because once it was, it was Palpatine died, they all just kind of like. Well, they got smushed. Well, they were getting smushed, but I thought they were also just maybe just like disappeared. They didn't really know. zoom. Who knows? You're right. Yeah. You never I, saw. Palpatine's you just like saw hoods. Bolstering. So when hoods. so Smoke each time we saw it, I thought that maybe they were projections. There's like there's weird visual stuff in the crowd that made me think that they they might have like been projected there. I loved her lightsaber. Oh, I love the, the lightsaber yeah, that she that made out of oh, the yeah. tad of her staff. Yeah, that's kind of cool that it's her staff. Yeah, and then she buries the other lightsabers. And because there's like significant lore associated with that, like she won some amount of time passed, but she went somewhere to get to find her crystal, which is this big important thing in a, in a Jedi's career. Like the crystal calls to you. You hear you hear this music and. It draws you to your crystal. And that's, I think that that's just great. And I love that, that she like behind the scenes went and did all that and made her own lightsaber, I think is really great. And it's yellow lightsaber, which I really also like. Did you all like her lightsaber? Oh, cool. Just kind of buried. Could be really handy to have an extra lightsaber around though. You're going to be teaching kids. Yeah, you give, give one away, right? I mean, they're supposed to make their own and stuff, but every whatever. other Jedi, your father would have wanted you to have this. Leia would have wanted you to have yeah. this. Everybody else gets somebody else's lightsaber. Kylo's like, give that to well, me. Luke That's makes mine. His own eventually. Grievous is like, this will make a great one in my collection. And he wasn't a Jedi. Whatever. <laughs> I was really hoping Ray was going to do a. I thought they were setting it up, giving her the other lightsaber that she was going to do like a double-handed thing, but. They didn't do that, but it came in handy to give to Kylo. I also love that scene. As I've said, I love their connection. When she hands him the lightsaber, first of all, the whole thing. When he's fighting the Knights of Ren and he's starting to get beat and she's like... She can tell. She knows he's coming and and she's stalling for time. Hands it to him. First of all, I thought that was amazing. And then his reaction when the Knights of Ren like are taken aback and he's like... And then I just thought the whole... I shrugged. Like I did his exact reaction, (laughs) listeners. I love that part too. Um... 
I loved all of that. Yeah, I just kind of pictured him being like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought he was, was really like, great. man, you guys would have had me when I just had the blaster, but now I got a lightsaber, so you guys are fucked. So I one, thought, wait, wait, was yeah, real quick. Go ahead. She nods right before that, like they force connect. And mm-hmm. then she's like, they she's like, like make their plan. She's like, she nods. Okay. I thought that that was, on the first time watching it anyway, not knowing like what was going to happen next, I thought Ray was like, Kylo, I'm going to be the bad guy now. You have to be the good Me guy. Too. Me too. And I was like, that's a badass Star Wars moment yep. that she was going to kill Palpatine and become evil and sit on the throne and be like, I'm the motherfucking Empress. Yep. And then Kylo would be like, all right, I guess, I guess this is how it is now. So I thought that that was going to happen. And then halfway through the movie, he's like, you wanted to take my hand. Why didn't you? And he offered her his hand when he was evil. And so then she was going to become evil and he was going to approach her as good and he was going to offer her hand as the good guy and she was going to take it and they were going to like defeat her inner evil Palpatine together. And it would have been like, yeah, I didn't want it. I wanted to take Ben's hand and then she takes Ben's hand. And this again would have been a good last Jedi ending (laughs) for her to be like, I'm evil now. And you're like, what? Ray's evil and Kylo might be the good guy. And then you redeem Ray in Rise of Skywalker and find out she was a Skywalker all along. (laughs) No, you're right. There's some cool like play they could have, Done there. Yeah, I thought that's what... But handing the lightsaber off is equally as cool because... I thought that was really They played up the physical objects traveling through the Force somehow a lot. Yeah. Where are you? I don't know where you are. Yep. Oh, that's my Darth Vader mask. You're on my ship. I'm coming over. (laughs) (laughs) Ring, ring. Um, One thing that I really wanted to happen. In the Ahsoka book, it gets to be a point where Ahsoka has to rejoin the fight and take on one of the Inquisitors. And the Inquisitors have those double-bladed red lightsabers. And so Ahsoka's going through the galaxy. She needs to make new lightsabers, so she's looking for a kyber crystal. And she's called by the crystals in the Inquisitor's lightsaber. And she defeats him and heals his crystals and winds up with two white lightsabers. And when Kylo is talking to Han and says, I don't have, I know what I have to do, but I don't have the strength. I really wanted him as turning good to heal his lightsaber and then have the white sword. Now, her being able to hand him the lightsaber was cool. Like, that wouldn't have happened if he, but I really wanted him to, like, why'd you throw that away, man? You could have just. His lightsaber was evil, man. It was so like. (laughs) Could you imagine he heals the crystal and it's still all like. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's like that because the (laughs) crystal's, because the crystal's broken. That's because he's got it like souped up. He's got like, you know, D batteries in it when it needs (laughs) triple A. Either way, I think that would have been cool and a little bit of like force lore that's kind of neat. But that's me. Dude, we didn't even talk about Han. Yeah. He says, I know. It's another heartfelt moment. Did anyone think he looked way younger? They they CG'd him a little bit. They CG'd Leia too. She looked weird. She looked weird. I thought Han looked weirder because the scene was so brightly lit that you're like, yeah. Like if you compare that Han to like Force Awakens Han, he looks. I think they wanted him to be looking younger than that though. Like looking young and healthy and yeah, how Kylo would remember him. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I thought it was weird that he was a memory because I was like, is he a fucking Force ghost? What the hell? He was all blue and glowy. Yeah, he wasn't see through. He was no, so he wasn't a ghost. He was a memory. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he said. He was. Kylo's conscience. I really like that scene as well. Yeah, I haven't come to terms with that one. It was just I weird. Liked it. So weird things that are happening in Star Wars in this new trilogy, and maybe the stories, I'm not sure. Um, that memory thing has never been done before. No one's ever seen a memory. Not that you can't do it, but it's like a new thing. 
new things scare people and specifically Star Wars fans. I thought you were going to say, and specifically me. <laughs> <laughs> and also me. Sure. Uh, but then also like slow-mo, they did like a bunch of montages. It starts with a montage in this scene. They don't start in space. Like they're in space, but they immediately go to the planet. Come on, Star Wars, start in space. But it's Mustafar. It's a, there's a montage in the beginning. There's lots of slow-mo. And those are like, obviously like cinematography things that they just do. Maybe not the memory thing, but like all those other things are like weird, only new trilogy stuff. Definitely makes the newer trilogy stand apart production-wise from other Star Warses, but also kind of weirds me out a little bit. Like, memories? You can see the memories? That works if it's, like, a beautiful mind or something, or Shutter Island, and you're supposed to be like, oh, what's going on? What's real? People see memories in Star Wars now, though. Yeah, I think I would have liked it better had it been Leia. It could have been... I mean, she had just died... Which I still don't really understand. But well, they wanted the redemption. Yeah, yeah, he killed his father, dad. and she yeah. said, "Like Ray says, it haunts you." I guess. What if it was just Han's voice, though? I mean, he was. We were just seeing what's going on in Kylo's head. It's or a Luke. Jiminy Cricket moment. No, I, I get it. It took me out of it because you had never seen a memory in Star Wars. Like it's not a thing where people do flashbacks. Like if it was lost. And there's a flashback. You're like, that's what they do. It's lost, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like. The, was, I do like the scene, but yeah. just because it's a memory makes it a little weird for me where I start thinking about like, wait, is that something Star Wars does? I can't turn that off for yeah. some reason. But next time there's a memory, it'll be fine. Uh-huh. It's something Star Wars does now. They so. do that now. They do that now? They so could stuff fly like now? that I did not like. Uh, you didn't like that part? Not when all three of them say it. They fly now. A lot of good action sequences, though. Like, I like when Finn throws the rope and yells to Poe and they whip that oh, stormtrooper yeah, around. I liked. I liked when uh, she's like, BB-8, not now. And he's like, all right, fuck you. Clink, clink. Oh, that was yeah, great. they really needed yeah. to hammer gonna- <laughs> home, never underestimate a droid. Oh, another, speaking of droids, another heartbreaking scene that's like generations long is R2-D2 at Leia's bedside when she dies. Oh, yeah. It's like that was oh, yeah. her mom's oh. droid and it's I like, like served the family. I instead of going out to do stuff with the rest of the crew. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering that for a while where like they were taking BB-8 on certain missions and like not R2-D2, but they took C-3PO. And we were like, why aren't C-3PO and R2-D2 together? But that made sense to keep her with Leia. Yeah, and R2-D2, or C-3PO kind of. R2-D2 needs to be there for the fighters and C-3PO has to be where the translator is going to be needed. BB-8's just a ball, so it doesn't matter. The end. The end. Uh, we haven't touched on the space horses. They were definitely just regular horses with Tusks. stuff on them. But I mean... Funny. On the star, to, like like Royce oh, yeah. was saying, we're going to bring blasters to a Death Star fight. They brought r- space well, no, horses to it. Because they were like, jam their speeders. Yeah. They're not using speeders. They're yeah. using space horses. So that's a new jam thing. Jam their space horses. <laughs> they don't have a navy. It's just people, dude. So, yeah. I mean, so is a navy, but that's fine. I do like those <laughs> those lines of dialogue. I wish that was, like, more subtly done rather than the whole, like, people are rising up everywhere. Because that one line is cool. Yeah. And so you had talked previously about, like, introducing new characters at the last main you didn't like, but you were, like, in, in more in terms of more, like, bringing Palpatine back. So I didn't mind the Palpatine stuff so much, but now they brought this Allegiant General in. That's He's cool, we've though. Never, he was a cool character, but we'd never seen him before. It's just, like, he's, like, I served you in the... It's, like, asking questions at the end that no need to be asked. Like, oh, this guy, what does that mean? Does yeah. that mean he served, like, does we're that mean the- he's... Served him in the Clone Wars He's been around. or the yeah. Imperial. Gotta read the comic book. The, it's not the same. You can't just say it because I say That's it. That's how it works, though. You're like, <laughs> you, you want to know what's up with that guy. 
And I you don't, have to download the content. I don't want to know what's up with him, but I also don't think they should have asked that question in the 11th hour. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with Rise of Skywalker. So we're not, like, we touched on, like, the overall kind of problems, like, early on, or at least I did with my problems. And that that is the thing with this movie, is there's too many disconnected things that they're like, plink, put that in there. Plink, put that I in see, there. I don't think, plink, well, put we, that in we there. disagree as and, to whether they're keeping actually it disconnected. It's not a simple movie. But in my mind, for me personally, certain things that you brought up can connect. I can, to myself, explain them connecting, like I I've tried to, to do here guy. today. But that guy is just like thrown in. He's like, definitely I thrown in. served you in the old wars. I'll serve you in this one. And then like he he died. I just don't understand why introduce that character and then at the end of the movie have him say that line and ask the question like who is this guy and then kill him and this is the end of the oh, yeah, he's trilogy. gone now you're right yeah. yeah so just weird um but maybe he is in stuff i don't know maybe he's in stuff like the the books or the comic books and i just i just have to get there i'm underway on the canon consuming all the canon mm-hmm. surprise, <laughs> surprise question <Christian>. time <laughs> uh no Not so like shaking her head was it a satisfying conclusion to not only the trilogy but the skywalker saga <laughs> no uh but <laughs> Then we have to figure out where it lies in... Is that your Ranking. question? Yeah, where it ranks. Uh, all right. So, are you satisfied and where would you rank it? Robin. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Loved it. I did. I would put it... I would probably put it five out of nine. I'm not counting the stories because those... No, out of the Skywalker yeah. saga. Yeah. I would put it number five. So, the original trilogy, Force Awakens, and then Rise of Skywalker. But I don't really have many complaints about it. I thought it was great. What do you think, uh, Lorelai? I was also very satisfied. I really enjoyed it. Certainly better than all of the prequels. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know where it ranks after that. That's fair. I mean, I, I think you when you say I would watch it over and over, that's kind of like a big thing because watching the prequels once, you're just like, whoa, glad that's over. Mm-hmm. I saw someone tweet... The Rise of Skywalker makes me appreciate the prequels. Oh, that's right. That was this person's I'm very review. Wrong. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Royce? My my opinion is still in motion, but it's definitely above Last Jedi for me. Mm-hmm. It's not above the original trilogy. So at minimum, you're also so at five. five. But yeah, Force Awakens definitely above this for me. But I like the prequels. Mm-hmm. That's the X factor for me is like, I would probably rather watch the prequels than Last Jedi. I turned Last Jedi off the last time I tried watching it. And I did try watching it before Rise of Skywalker. I just didn't finish it because I was too busy. Um, and I got further in it at that <laughs> watch <laughs> than I did the previous time. But I have not watched The Last Jedi full through. I feel like I would have to put like Last Jedi below the other prequel stuff. Where Rise falls... Amongst the prequels, dude, I like the prequels more than Rise, I think. Wow. So was it your tweet I saw? Okay, wait, wait. I didn't didn't answer the satisfied thing. I'm not satisfied with the ending of Rise. It's supposed to cap off these three trilogies. Ridiculous concept. I wish they didn't even say that. The best thing about Rise ending the Skywalker trilogy trilogy is that now we can just look forward to new Star Wars movies that's not clouded with all this extra baggage and BS. Mm -hmm. And we can just have The Mandalorian, which is in the universe, but it's like its totally own thing and calls back to other stuff, but is not relying on Palpatine, a 40-fucking-year-old character that wasn't in the first two movies of the trilogy. 
doesn't make any sense to me. He was so, there in spirit. I, I know he was. He was the voices the whole time. That's what I'm saying. But not a satisfying ending for me. So that's why I cannot put it above the prequels at this moment in time because the prequels, whether you like them or not, because there's the prequels are awkward with a lot of the dialogue and like romance stuff. But the prequels have a much better start to finish story because it was created by a visionary who wanted to tell his story. I'm, I can't deal with the hate. <laughs> I'm going to trash I, this studio I think, again. <laughs> I respectfully disagree well, with what you're saying. Just no, go yet. ahead. All right. I would so, say I agree. I agree with Rice. But George Lucas wanted go. to tell his story, uh-huh. right? And those movies are not the best execution of it, but it is a more complete story in my opinion, rather than Force Awakens to Last Jedi to Rise. Those are disconnected movies. They do not belong together. It's not a trilogy. It's just three individually like pretty good movies. Yeah, like on their own, they're like okay movies for sure. They're not like my least favorite movies. Yeah, and the action is cool and whatever. But But as a complete story, they were not written to be a whole story. Whereas the prequels, Anakin trains to be a Jedi, turns to be a bad guy. Boom. It works. And that was how the whole story was. The whole time. In George Lucas's mind anyway. And even though they get, hey, that story is good. These sequels, it's just hodgepodge. And it was made in the last, uh, you know, six years where the prequels took like nine years, I think. I think it was three years in between each. There was more time to develop them. It was like from a creative, like madman, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why it's weird, but it's like his thing. Makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, the second to worst of the Skywalker trilogy as of January 2020, to me. I'd mm. rather watch the prequels. I don't agree with that part of what Rice said. <laughs> I'm going to just go out on the and- analysis, but not the opinion uh-huh. about that. All right, very diplomatic. And I've only I've only seen it twice. It's going to change, but I can't I can't put it above that because it's not... It, sure. I don't want to watch those three movies together. You can watch the three prequels together and be like, ah, I, I get it. Yeah. After uh, you I fall would asleep. say there's a little bit <laughs> like of... Like 14 times. There's a little bit yes. of a disconnect yeah. in some of the prequel stuff but i understand what you're saying anyway that's my soapbox yeah that's fine what about you joe um the satisfied question is the hard one i think i liked the movie i would rank it highly i think at this point like you said royce i need to i need to see it a few more times and get everything sort of nailed down but as of now it's like force awakens and rise of skywalker I think are up there for me in the same at the same level. But the satisfied question is a hard one. I don't I don't necessarily like that I can say I would have liked it better if they had done this, which I can say in quite a few moments of this movie. So that takes away from the satis as far as it being satisfying. So it's, it's, it's still high on the list, cap- but it loses points for style. I it's high on the list, but I'm not necessarily satisfied with it as the end of this trilogy. Sure. I'll buy it. I that. just think that there's sort of a lot that they touched on in previous movies that it could have that could have flourished in this one. Well, because just... it wasn't planned through and through. You have to plan it, man. Sure. I've made enough stuff to realize like when you just make it up, you're like, oh that didn't like you you have to let it marinate and figure it out, especially if it's a story, because a story's got to have a beginning and a middle and end that makes sense. But each one of those beginning, middles, and ends has a beginning and middle and end, and they do those one at a time. Right. And the Mandalorian, they had a storyboard. The overall story, they knew what it was going to be, and different directors made each chapter. Right. So they should have planned out the 
end of the Skywalker saga trilogy in a storyboard. And then even if a new director took it over, stick to the, the story. The umbrella yeah. is there. They they didn't know how it was going to end when they wrote the beginning right. of it, which is the problem with it. That's just fundamentals. But they made a ton of money, so that was the point. It, the point wasn't to make a good Star Wars movie. Sorry. A lot of money. It was never the point. Sell a bunch <laughs> of toys. That was George Lucas's idea, though. If you ask him about the prequels, he'd be like, dude, we did so much like CG stuff. It's awesome. He's like probably pretty proud of that. The point was for him to try and make a good movie, even though they, they weren't good. But <laughs> this was not to make good movies. This was to make money. They bought it for four freaking billion dollars. It's got to make money. Now, I want to bring up and hopefully you guys can expand because, dude, you have to grade it with a curve because it's wicked hard to end things, especially that they wanted to end the Skywalker saga or whatever. Yep. It's just a ridiculous concept that you have to tie this into other all these other movies that were never one unit. It's not like the last 10 years of Marvel and the Avengers. That's relatively succinct. This is 40 years of lots of different people in different eras of production, different fandoms. It's crazy to tie all that together. So when you look at like a TV show, it's like, constantly changing and whatnot over several years and like maybe different people come in or in and out uh lost obvious example jj abrams strong in the beginning not really the greatest ending but an ending nonetheless and you have to derive a lot of your love for it prison break great show but ending is dumb none of you guys watched it but it's dumb. i didn't watch the ending. but it's a, it's a fun J. J. show jj Abram, abrams left lost didn't he no so it's not his fault but he started a cool thing he in the starts, beginning. Like you said before, he starts a lot of stuff. He started it. Somebody else ended it, but there was no ending too lost. They had to make it up. Same thing with Prison Break and any TV show. Dexter, another really good show. Ending totally tarnishes the rest of the series. Breaking Bad, on the other hand, very great ending. I don't know if they knew how that was going to end, but that had a very satisfying ending. And not a lot of things have satisfying endings. It's just fucking hard to do. When I think about this trilogy, I don't even think about Last Jedi, I'm like, oh, Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. Aside from the horrible moments in it and also Porgs, <laughs> I, I can't really pull anything from The Last Jedi that I'm like, that was really crucial to this trilogy and this story. You could take it out and be like, just kidding, Rise of Skywalker is actually the second movie in the trilogy. Yeah, it could be. Last Jedi is no longer canon and we're going to make a new right. ending to this. Yeah. And they could have a little bit of Lando and still have Chewie and whatever, but they can make it more focused right. on the three characters, the new main characters. No, it's like Joe is saying, it's like, oh, I could like rewrite this better. I have a better idea. You don't want to say that. I love when things make sense from start to finish. Maybe in a TV show, you can write off certain episodes, but a movie is like, you shouldn't be able to delete that much of a, of a story and be like, that's okay. Don't watch that movie. No, you could literally be like, boop. And now we're putting another one right here. (laughs) So anyway, it's just hard to end stuff, which I said last time or we said last time. And they didn't end it that great. But there is a history of other film and TV franchises not really ending that great. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I was wondering if like you guys had other things in mind that you thought it related to. Because it's just not fair to be like, they didn't do a good enough job. Almost every trilogy I can think of. Even like Lord of the Rings though? Okay. Now Lord of the Rings is an exception. Um... The Hobbit is a good example, I think. Well, maybe just not being good from the start, but... They stretched a small thing into a big thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm not like a huge Hunger Games person, but they broke that last movie up into two movies. Yeah. I, and that's kind of always... Maybe none uh, of those were good. But that's always <laughs> another like kind of like, eh, we didn't really know what to do, but we knew we could make more money. So we just kind of stretched it out and didn't finish it really that great. I mean, historically comic book movies. I mean, let's go through them. You know, Tim Burton, Batman, Batman 89, one and two are great. 
three Tim Burton didn't do, but it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Superman, original, the original Superman, one and two are good. Third one's terrible. Yes. X-Men, Spider-Man, <laughs> yes. Iron Man, all of them. It's hard to get Every to three. single one, yeah, yeah. three is the problem. So, I mean, that's where I go. There's also a fair amount of examples where the second of the trilogy is the bad one and the third one, I don't know, I, I like, but I guess I never cons- I never considered whether it was satisfying or not. But like, uh, this this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I was going to say Back to the Future, but two's good. So, so that's another one where when you get to three, it's at least they iffy, tie in but, together pretty well. But I, I kind of like three, three Back to the Future three is fun, but Indiana Jones two is not good, and three is hmm. really good. And right, right. So yeah, it doesn't apply to everything. We haven't cracked a code here. We're not like, oh, this There's is a no universal rule. rule. Yeah, but uh, just just things that kind of kind of relate to this. But so what if they just didn't say this was the end of the Skywalker saga? Not that they have to make more movies. So sometimes what happens with comic book movies or other like similar epic franchises is like they make a couple and then they pause and then maybe they reboot it or they tell another story, but they don't like obliterate the previous thing. I think they screwed up by saying that this was going to end the episode films. Yeah, they wanted to amp it up. And like that makes it, it sound cool, but that yeah. if, if it was planned and they were like, dude, this is going to be so good, but it wasn't so good. It was okay. So they should have just not said anything and you could end it however you want. And you could be like, yo, are they going to train Finn? Well, no, this story is done, bro. <laughs> like, I don't want them to ever bring back Ray, Poe, Finn. Like, Skywalker story is dead. They were in the Skywalker story. Yep. So we were told that that's the end. There's If there's an episode 10, I'm, I'm sorry, that day, like, that's the day that Simpsons died kind of thing to me. Like, <laughs> it's no longer the thing anymore that you fell in love with as, at least as us or most of us as a child. I don't know. They should have left it open-ended. Do you think that would make it any different to you? Well, you already liked it. I liked it. I I don't think you can leave something like that open-ended because then people are just going to nitpick it and be like, okay, so like, are you making more? If you don't say it's the last one, people are going to forever be like, when are you making another Skywalker film, but, huh? I think Oops, that's what it was after like Revenge of the happening? Sith, though. Like you filled in the gaps of the prequels and then it was done for a couple of years. Yeah. I don't know. Had Carrie Fisher died by the time they said this was the end? I think so. I couldn't remember if maybe it was just like, oh, by the way, Luke and Leia are dead. Kylo is also going to die. It's the end of the actual Skywalker bloodline. And that's kind of what they mean by the end of the Skywalker saga. And they're going to have more movies with Rey and Poe and Finn and And, uh, the, the young crew. And then maybe, you know, in six movies, they'll be like, surprise, it was Palpatine the whole time. You know, like, the, or they'll bring back, you know, you know. I think that would make sense if they did that. But at the same time, they also ended the film with her being like, I'm Ray Skywalker. Yeah. You can't come back, Ray Skywalker. Yeah. This was the end of your trilogy. Yeah, exactly. But it was also called The Rise of Skywalker as the end the of The Rise and also the, the sitting end. down of. <laughs> Remember when we said the third one should have been The Phantom Menace? I said it. When I said the third of the original trailer should have been called The Phantom Menace and the first one should have been recalled Reve- should have been called Revenge of the Sith. I said that on the podcast. Okay. This one should have been The Last Jedi. I yeah, 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 yeah. sure. The names are dumb. Do we have anything else to say? <laughs> dude, I have all night. No, I, we definitely beat it. It's tough, dude. I think like you have to leave it with this asterisk at the end. It's like it's just too difficult of a task. I think yeah, the main takeaway is now it's over and they can do new stuff. Yes. Which I think everyone it's at the, Disney This is the best thing for Star Wars. I think it's the be- it's a great thing for Star Wars. I think also everyone at Disney is like <sighs> 
Like right. glad that's over. Yeah, Growing exactly. Pains. I'm I I think that they are like we are glad that's over. Now we're not beholden to this. First of all, the fans are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, we're not beholden to this story. We can go out and make new stuff. And if the fans of that don't like it, then they won't be here anymore. You know what I mean? So I think that there's a big sigh of relief for the public who liked the movie, for the public who didn't like the movie, and for the people who made the movie. It's like sort of a win-win. It's like, you didn't like it, it's over. Yep. If you did like it, you liked it. And if you're the people who made it, you can be done with it and, and make something new. And maybe they're also just glad to not be beholden to the trilogy format. I think that's more mm, so the they problem that. that they were having is that they're three like at a time. three at a time. So it like worked when, you know, George Lucas had a vision for each film, but it didn't work when that vision didn't exist. If you can do one at a time and be like, we introduced this character, now let's explore their bad guys, you know, their foe or whatever, and then we'll do this. That's like almost all of the Marvel movies you can watch without having seen any of the others. Rise of Skywalker should have been an Avenger. You know what I mean? Basically. You know, and there's like, you know, maybe one, like Endgame, you'd be pretty confused. But other than that, it's the only one. Right. And it's called Endgame. It's the end. It should be Not called You Gotta Watch All the game. Others First. Exactly. <laughs> <Not> the, <laughs> you Gotta Watch All the Others <laughs> Or like just one other one and you'll kind of get the gist of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. But agreed. They're yeah. not good at making, you know. Uh, and all the other big, tri- you know, big movie series are all based off of books. It's like Lord of the Rings worked because they already knew exactly what they were going to have to sure. do. Yeah, there's a certain level of like creative interpretation of the original material. But yeah, I think Kathleen Kennedy has said somebody. I think I'm fairly certain it was her said this is it for trilogies in Star Wars. You have to do it that way. It's fine. Unless somebody has a great idea, but like you let them have the idea first and then you could do it. No, they're going to put it in the Marvel movie same format. format. Yeah, yeah. If they want to do an interconnected thing, it's going to be separate but interconnected and then one big event, which would be really great I think for a story like The Old Republic. Maybe it's better. You have to- this and then the culmination is just Jedi and Sith. Right, lots of Kaboom. lots of stories converging yeah it's it's maybe nice that they did one trilogy to just be like remember remember star wars remember okay but we're not going to do that anymore we're going to do it differently yeah you got one trilogy they tried it it's not a good format unless you're a visionary i don't want to make too much for you to edit i do think there's more to say i'd like to you know pick it up more we'll see it again and have more to say blah 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 but part two Coming soon. <laughs> Don't say part so two. Next next episode, we'll just have a segment that's how are you currently feeling about Star Wars? Let's just let's let's make that a recurring Star Wars temperature. segment. So um, I came Hot up with cold. a new surprise question. New surprise question time because we asked the other ones before. Uh, are you still a Star Wars fan? Are we going to buy lightsabers? <laughs> Are we going to buy Legos? Are we going to read the comic Dude. books? Are we going to read the books? Are we still going to yes. be fans? Okay. There's plenty well, of stuff in the new movie that we like. We we mentioned shit that we like in the new movies. I'm still a Star Wars fan. So, yeah, but, but I mean, you could either not like it and be like, well, screw this. I'm done being a fan of this thing that it's the only thing that I'm a fan of that I hate. Yes. Or you could be like, I'm burnt out on Star Wars and stuff like that. But I'm still a fan. All right. I'm probably know. I'm probably more of a fan because yeah. they had I mean they had a couple characters that I really liked and I think <laughs> they re- that really did a lot. Hey, hey! Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a podcast. <laughs> you? I'm a fan. 
Mm-hmm. Probably more of a fan than I was before. Great. But that's also because we talk about it all, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't used to, so that's nice. The spark is, is welcome. burning. <laughs> all right. We're all still Star Wars fans. What a great way what to end a this relief. podcast. Disney, if you're listening, don't worry. We got your back. People are rising up all over the galaxy. They're still Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are a lot that are not. Okay. Oh, so you want to bring us home? Yeah. Well, this was fun. What a podcast. This is probably the longest podcast that we've done. Yeah. And uh, it needed to be that. Yeah. If you made it this far, we really appreciate you listening to our silly opinions. Let us know what you think about the podcast and our opinions on Twitter at Krypton Alderon. Uh, send us an email, Krypton to Alderon at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes. Twitter, Stitcher, Twi'lekar, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. The funny thing is, it's it's weird when you record this, but you're listening to us right now. So wherever it is, go to the section you can review and give a five-star rating or whatever yeah. rating you want to give and leave some thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> I've been Joey. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to Alderaan. I'll save. No, delete the whole thing. Let's start over. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>